Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Hahn, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Daggy Whitman, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let us pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the presence of your spirit. Speak to us in a way that will understand, sharpen us, strengthen us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, please sit down. Okay. I, 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 I can hear it. I can hear the preaching already. <laughs> wow. It's a powerful... It's powerful. Okay, also good. Thank you. God bless you. Same to you. Jeremiah chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3. Let's try and conclude shepherding assignments today. Okay. I was, I was planning to look at types of shepherds, maybe next week if God gives us the chance. Verse 15, it says that I will give you shepherds, pastors, after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. All right. The next verse says that, and when thou art multiplied, it shall come to pass when ye are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, they shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall they it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall that be done anymore. Amen. Amen. So we have a foundation here where the Bible is telling us two things. One is telling us that God is giving us shepherds primarily to feed us. Feed us with what? Knowledge and understanding. Alright? And then when that happens, multiplication will come. Multiplication will come in the land. We will increase in the land. So, a good feeding shepherd leads to multiplication and increase. Amen. And then they will not miss the presence of the Lord anymore. The rest of it, that's what it is saying. Like people will now have a good pastor, a good shepherd feeding them. So they will not be hungry. Where is the ark of the covenant? Where is this? Well, no, no, not anymore. Scarcity of God's word will be solved. Can I get an amen from you? Why would that be solved? The presence of a feeding shepherd. This, a feeding shepherd is, is one of the types of shepherds. A feeding shepherd. Alright? So like I said, we need to develop ourselves strongly in this particular area of feeding. 
Rudolph. It's like that, isn't it? That's what's up. Do you get it? So we need to develop ourselves to feed as shepherds. That's what we started looking at last week. And I'm saying that many of us do not feed, or some of us do not feed because we have not trained, we've not prepared ourselves, we've not trained ourselves to be feeders. Amen. Say another amen. Amen. So, once you don't know how to do something, you wouldn't want to even attempt it. So, I think that's where to become a feeder shepherd, that's where it starts from. Learning how to feed. Amen. Amen. And learning how to teach. Paul, in advising Timothy in choosing leaders in the church, one of the conditions that he gave was that the leader must be apt to teach which means he must have the ability to teach. Amen. Amen. So you are not yet a shepherd when you don't teach or you can't teach. Are, 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 are we together? You are not yet. Do you get it? You, all you know is to care, show care, or lead. Do you see? Or lead. But you must be able to feed the sheep. I mean, you'll be caring for the sheep and they will die of hunger. You see, and I said to you, <laughs> I said to you that if you don't teach them what God is saying in his word concerning every situation possible, YouTube will teach them. TikTok will teach them. Facebook will teach them. This corrupt world will teach them. Their friends will teach them. Amen. Their friends will teach How many of you have children? You leave the feeding of your children to their friends. My son, be thou not afraid. As thou goest through the day, thy friends, I mean Christian's friends, thy friends will feed you. <laughs> I mean, how? Once a while, they will take some of their friends' food, but it's not like the friend, the duty is to be feeding, cooking and feeding. How? Even you, you, your, their friend, look, they, your child may even die out of poisoning. <laughs> you will see your son has gone out, he has eaten sand. Yeah. Hallelujah. So now that happens when you don't rise up to feed. So that's why I'm calling on all of us to develop ourselves. And I said that to become a good feeder, number one, you must study. Number two, you must pray. Number three, you must listen. And maybe number four, you must watch. Okay? Like I told you in the book we are using, um, prophet has an outlined 29 different things you can do and should do to improve and develop your feeding ministry. And I said, when you break them down, they fall in these categories I've mentioned to you. Studying. If you don't study, you can't teach what you don't understand. You can't teach what you don't understand. You can't teach what you don't know. You can't pass on what you do not know. Can I get an amen? amen. Good. If you don't pray, prayer releases 
power. The, this first verse says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A shepherd that needs not be as a shepherd who's never ashamed. It's like as we call you and then you you you, you are afraid, you can't appear, you are in shame. No. So come and teach this person new believers school, then you start shaking. I mean, right now, as I'm here, if let's say there's an emergency, any type of emergency that can happen, and then I have to go downstairs. I should be able to give you the mic. Then you just continue. Yeah, you just continue. As, as prophet was saying, then he would just continue. But you will be surprised that if I make a mistake. Look, one day, I was having a meeting like this. And I asked somebody, what is your name? Then she started to cry. I mean, it was a two-hour meeting, and that's the, I asked that question very early. She cried now till we finished. She couldn't mention her name, and then she cried till I finished. She just started to cry. Some of you will cry, will cry yourself right now if I call you to come in. Okay, you don't even, to just share something. You say, ah, Tuesdays are very dangerous. I'll only come for swollen Sunday. Wednesday, sorry. Wednesdays are very dangerous. Uh, Wednesday, when you come, pro- Bishop, he moves anyhow. You'll be asking you questions that you don't know. <laughs> ah, is that Ratiwe? Oh, yeah. Since the last time you said for an example on a Tuesday, I've never seen her again. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, eh? You are making a comeback. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he says, this, this, this workman, he shouldn't be disgraced. He shouldn't be caught off guard. In what area? In dividing the word of God, which is taking the word of God and breaking it into pieces, breaking it down for the youngest person, spiritually, age-wise, anything to understand. Amen. 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 You know, recently I asked somebody a question, then the person just made the answer, crystallized the answer to me. Do 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 you get what I'm saying? Just crystallize. I said, look, I'm intelligent enough to understand the process. Take me to take me through the process. Yeah, I just he just made it into MP3 version. Boom, then gave it to me like that. I said, no, I'm intelligent enough. I can understand. Explain the thing. So if you can't break it, that means you don't understand the thing. It's not like I'm daft. I don't understand. If he signs things that I didn't do science, when my wife explains, I try to understand. Yeah. I mean I try to I try I try my best. So I'm not like a A hot air balloon that when you just, I can't get. No, explain it. Then the person started to try to explain. That's when I saw that the problem is from the other side. Yeah, so the person was trying to throw dust into my eyes. Do you get it? Now, it says if you study, you can rightly break it down to the person you are explaining to. Like If you take like last Sunday, we just took John 3.16. And we broke it down step by step by step by step by step. You get it. Step by step. What each thing there represents. Eight of them. 
what each thing represents there. Do you get So study. Where did I get that from? It's in the green book. I took the green book and I studied it. I got it for this, from this dream, the dream book. It's in the dream book. And I study. Hallelujah. So study so that you can be somebody who can break things down. Number two, he said pray because prayer releases the anointing. Do you get it? He said to, to, to Zechariah that it's not by power, it's not by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. So the prayer makes what you are saying powerful. Amen. Powerful. Prayer also releases the presence of God over what you are saying. And remember, anything you teach somebody, the Holy Spirit who convinces the person to do it. If the Holy Spirit doesn't convince the person, you will break it down like Einstein. Still, the person will not understand. Yeah, you will break it down. E is equal to MC squared. With E being energy, M, M is what? Milk and C is coffee. And still the person will not change. Yeah. Hallelujah. Then I said, listen. Listen to preaching. Listen to other people who are preaching. It helps your preaching. It helps you know even when to tell a joke and when not to tell a joke. Amen. Yeah, when to tell a story, which story is right for the people to understand. Do you get it? All these things. You, 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 as you listen, listening also brings an anointing over your life. But as you listen, you know, it gives you an idea of how it, you should present the things. Amen. Preaching style. Do you, do you see? But if you don't listen, you will not know. One day we had a, one of those type of big services where we brought all our branches here. When we finished, then the people went back to their branch. Then one person in the church asked the pastor's wife, that, why doesn't our pastor preach like this? Yeah, ask the pastor's wife, why doesn't our pastor preach like this? <laughs> Sabotage. Like, why doesn't our pastor preach like this? Share the word, give us an example, so that even what we don't understand from the Bible, we can understand from real life example. So it's like, ask the pastor, the pastor's wife. Look, it's the pastor's wife who came to tell me. Listen, 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 listen to preaching. It will help your presentation. And also watch preaching. Watch it. Watch videos of people preaching. It will help you develop the right style. Gestures, movement. Yeah. It will help you develop the right movement, the right gestures, you know, to use to preach. If you're a woman, watch other women preaching and see how they move. A woman is not supposed to move like a man. It creates an irritation. Do you get it? It creates an irritation. So watch and come up with a style that it becomes like acceptable to those who are listening to you. You see, it's not, it's not like it is wrong. Though. It's not like it is wrong. 
Paul said, all things are lawful to me, but not all things are what? Acceptable or something like that. Useful. Expedient. Useful. Do you, do you get it? So it's like, yes, I can do this, but will it be useful? Will it be useful? So it's not like you have, if you do it, you have sinned. But will it be useful? Hallelujah. Amen. Uh-huh. So watch. Listen. Pray and study. Let's say it together. Watch, listen, pray, study. Great. Now, please find it in the book. 29, we talked about a couple of them. Let's just run. Today, whether you like it or not, we'll finish it. Please. Okay. Yeah. So, how to develop your preaching and teaching skills or ministry? Page something, huh? We said what? Preach out of your heart. We said preach extemporaneously. You remember all these things, ne? Don't come and, and, and it's like you are reading the preaching to us. Let it come from the labab in Gapakati. Let it come from there. Yeah, number three, we said preach in a charismatic style. Let the preaching be charismatic. Add charisma. Charisma is the word beauty, charm, to what you are doing. Don't just come, it's like it's just dry and boring. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I get an amen from the ladies? Amen. Good. Number four, we said what? Preach in an orderly fashion. Okay? Preach so that people can follow. Not that you have preached, uh, you have preached yourself into a confusion. Even you, you don't know where you are in the preaching. How much more those who are listening to you? Do you get it? So don't preach in a confusion. Orderly. Have your point. Have your introduction. So what I've done so far is my introduction. Do you see? Then now have your points. Points. Point number one. When you make your point, do give your, the scripture that supports that point. Then after you have given the scripture, you go to an explanation so that it's clearer to the common man. Amen. So that it's clearer. Break it down with windows, what we call windows. Windows help you to see into a house without entering the house. Do you get it? So your examples and things help the people who are listening to you to see into what you are trying to tell them. So orderly. Amen. Amen. Good. Number five, we said what? Preach with emotion. Let there be emotion in what you are saying. Number six, we said what? Vary your tone from time to time. Vary your tone from time to time. Vary your tone from time. If you watch uh, SABC and they are playing soccer, they'll be talking. They'll go up and down. When the ball is getting closer to the goal, it's like you can feel the tension. Do you see the pitch goes up, then it comes. When they score, la duma. Yeah, they, then we all shout. Is that not so? Yeah, in Germany they shout, wunderbar. Yeah. Do you get it? So you feel the thing. But don't come and it's like you are just talking. It's like you are old. Just one tone. 
Even if you have, some of you have a high pitch. I came to tell that the Lord is like, right? <laughs> Look, after some time, our ears will be tired. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sometimes the varying of your tone also depicts the seriousness of the point you have reached. Do you get sometimes even when you lower the volume, everybody now starts to listen even more carefully. Do you get it? Number next one. Learn to preach by following a good preacher. Amen. I recommend a very good preacher to you. His name is Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Very good preacher. Learn to preach by following him. Amen. Good. Next one is what? Preach about what people are thinking. Is that not so? Preach about what people are thinking. Next one is what? Dress nicely and appropriately. Is that not so? Don't dress in a confusion. Okay. Don't dress in a way that takes the people's attention from what you are trying to tell them. Do you get it? Ladies, amen. Amen. Yeah, don't wear a dress and you come and stand there. We, we, we can't focus on the, what you are, you are saying. We can't focus on what you are saying. You know, sometime, I remember some time ago, we were trying to do, before Dancing Stars became Dancing Stars, we were trying to do some dance. We had some event, I don't remember which event. We had some event, and then some people went to dance. When I saw the people who are dancing on the stage, look, the way they are packed. I don't know if you understand when I say the way they are packed. Packed. Like heavy loaded behind and in front. And then they are jumping. I said, look, who can focus on the message you are giving us? I started to ban some of them people's wives and things. I said, no, 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 no. It's not right. I mean, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right to have be in the church and then you are standing on the stage heavily packed. It's like a, 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 a thick base pizza. And you are on the stage bouncing it like that. Ooh. I stop all of them from dancing. Because if I'm preaching after your dance, it will take me about 20 to 30 minutes to get the brother's attention. Yes, prayer stars. Prayer stars. When you are praying here on Friday, nobody will see you. It's fine. God in heaven hears you. So dress in such a way that you are presentable. You are not overly exposed. Do, do you get it? And it's something we, mo- we all must take, ladies, something you must take seriously. And start now. You see, I saw a picture from my church of my choir. And I, I, I saw it today. And when I saw it, I looked at some of the people. I said, I immediately saw the difference between somebody and somebody. Do you get it? I said, I, I just noticed, I said, okay. All just because of the way both have dressed. And they were wearing a uniform. 
But just because of the way one person has worn her uniform and the way the other person has worn the uniform. Yeah. So I'm wondering, the person who is listening to the music, are they re- can they hear, can the brothers hear the music? Oh. <laughs> next one. Next, we are going to 29. Everyone, eh, which one? Yeah, we talked about shaving and trimming your beard. Is that not so? Gentlemen, look nice. Okay, look nice. Shave your beard. I don't, look, you either have a beard or you don't have a beard. Hello? Hello? Brothers, you, you either, have, you know I'm not against you. I've had a beard all over here before. I've had a beard just here before and I have no beard. So it's not I'm against beard, but. You either have or you don't have. Don't have. Sam is growing here like this place. This place is plain. And then, so this is Africa and this is Madagascar. Why? You can't consolidate everything to one place. Then shave it. Amen. I say it again. What I'm saying is that I'm not against beards. I've had a beard all over my face before. Do you see? I've had a beard just in the middle before. And then I have no beard also. I'm just saying that. Don't have some here, some here, and then there's a, there's a space in between. Then some is like some are trying to go into your eyes. Choose a style and make it clean. Amen. Say another amen. Pastor Abzi, can I see yours? Tell her, look, decide. Okay, we can have a nice trim here. Like this one, it's very nice. The way it comes, very nice. It has a swagger about it. So, let's... Or what do you think? It can work, or... Yeah, do it yourself. It can work. Amen. Next point, next point. Your hair should be well kept. Next, it's, all, it's, it's also just like the beard. Do you get it? The hair is just like the beard. Ladies, do your hair well. Do look nice. Do you give yourself attention. Ladies, every lady in the world must have one emergency wig. Which one? is The one you put on and move is the wig. Ne? Yes, every lady at least have one wig for emergencies. Because it's not every day that you can get the time go and do your hair 100%. So there must be a time that you can catch all the things into one place and you put the wig on it, then you just can, yeah. That's it. One emergency. Now, talking about wigs, talking about wigs, there's no use having about 10 wigs when none of them suit you. You want to show that you have a lot. One has Brazilian curls. The other one has Peruvian, Peruvian stretch. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Have one, you can have 10, you can have 20, but I'm saying that start by having the let it fit you, let it suit you. 
having ten that doesn't suit you is as useless as having none. So why don't you consolidate all together and get one? That one, as soon as you turn it on, my God, when anybody sees you, they say, my, 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 my. Okay. Good. Next point, next point, next point. Appropriate gestures and postures. Is that not so? Some gestures are not appropriate. Depending on where you are. Do you get it? Some gestures are not appropriate. You can use all your fingers, but you can't use one particular finger alone. Can I get an amen? You know, you can use the fingers, but you can't use one particular one alone. So if you just need one finger, use the pointing finger or the pinkies and also, or, uh-huh, but don't just, or the ring finger, the ring, the ring, even, <laughs> the ring finger, even like, like uh, appropriate gestures. Amen. Yeah. In some places, it's not acceptable to throw your hands. So don't be throwing your hands. There are places also you can't be talking using your left. Where I come from, you can't be talking to people and then you are just using your left. So if, if, if I'm, you see, generally I try to hold the mic here so that I can use my right. I'll forget myself because I'm human. So my hands will move. But when I come to myself, you see, if you use the left and the right at the same time, it's not problematic. But you can't just use the left. It's disrespectful. It's according to the culture of the place. That's why we say what? Sorry for left. That's all. So use the appropriate gesture. Do you get it? You can't just come, you are a lady, you are making a point, then you come and bend down to take something. Then you leave there. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. You, you, you can't bend over when you are looking on the stage. And the congregation is on the other side. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? There are more gestures, but we can't talk about it. Let's go for it. Next point is what? Vary the volume. Let the volume go up and down from time to time. It makes people set up. It makes people concentrate. Sometimes people are sleeping, so you shout, hey, 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 then they wake up. Then you continue their preaching. Suddenly, yeah. Okay, so vary. Next one. Move around freely. Move around freely. You know, we grew up with these type of microphones where the microphone is stuck on the stage. So when you are like presidential address, so you have to stand here and talk. But when you are teaching, move around freely because you are trying to interact with the people you are teaching. Amen. Next one. Interact with the congregation. Ask a question. Say this. You see, as I'm preaching, some of you are talking to me. And I'm also talking to you. So interact. Sometimes you ask a question. You say this. You say that. Interact with the congregation. It makes it nice. Even if there are two people, interact with them. In fact, when the group is smaller, that's even the time you have to ask. So what happened to the... What do you think? Those things. Interact. Amen. Amen. Next one. Maintain eye contact. Okay, you are not feeding a giraffe. You are feeding sheep. So maintain eye contact. Talk to them. Look into their eyes. As you are talking, don't be looking in the sky. You are, you are talking to yourself. Remember, you are communicating. And 70% of communication is non-verbal. 
It's not even the words coming out of your mouth. So look into their eyes from time to time. Gaze at them. When they are sleeping, you will know. If you don't look into their eyes. Amen. Amen. And sometimes they start sleeping before their eyes close. Hello? Sometimes the brain goes asleep first before the eye. So sometimes you can see the face. When the eye is beginning to become like... You know that. So you come there and then, yeah, you can wake the person up. Amen. Amen. Next one, next one. What number is that? 17. Your preaching should be relevant. Amen. Your preaching should be relevant. Don't preach about irrelevant things. That's why this, shep- this, this service was shepherd. So we are preaching on shepherding. Things about shepherding. What a shepherd needs to do. So it's essential and important to each one of us. Feeding of the sheep. Amen. So preach on relevant things. Don't start preaching on American things that you don't... It has, it, it, look, this is one of the reasons why American preachers, a lot of them don't affect the world. Because when they come and they start giving you the American stories, it, we can't relate. Do you get it? We, we can't relate. Because, and for them, that's their world. Their world is America. America is a world on its own to them. So they are just inward. When they start relating the things, we can't understand. It doesn't concern us. Do you get it? It doesn't understand us. It, it doesn't concern us, and we don't understand it. Do you see? They'll start telling you about uh, the Super Bowl, and the, we don't look. We we. We don't even have a bow to have the super one. Do you, you get it? Yeah. You, you, you understand. Then they'll be telling you about the interstate. Then they change the tempike. Do you know what a tempike is? An off-ramp. Uh-huh. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. Is that confusing? Yeah. <laughs> do you see? So... That, that's the, preach about relevant things. Preach about what we need, what is happening to us right now. Amen. Amen. Next one. Look, you are becoming a good preacher. Amen. I say you are becoming a good preacher. Amen. You are becoming a good teacher of the word. Amen. Yeah, we will describe you as apt to teach. It means you have the ability to teach. Amen. Yeah. Anything we give you to you can teach it. Yeah. Number next one. Yeah, you must have command over current events. Amen. So that you can talk about current things. You can't be talking about things that... I mean, we, we all, we don't, it's, it's even old. It, last, last, last Friday, I was having a prayer meeting with some people, and I was telling them about Osama bin Laden, something that had to do with Osama. And I realized that Amma... 2000s, they don't know Osama Bin Laden. They don't even know about the World Trade Center bombing. They have no idea. They don't. How many of you know about the World Trade Center bombing? No, but all of you who are lifting your hands, you are 19 something. Your ID starts with 90 something or 80 something. But those who start with two, 
How many of you, your ID number starts with two? Zero. Yeah, zero rather. Z- stand up, stand up, stand up. Zero. Zero, zero, zero. Z- Musa, sit down. Zero. Okay, sit down, please. Now, those who start with zero, they don't know Nero. Do you know Nero? They don't know Nero. They don't know. Do you see it? So, when you come and you are talking about um, Gaddafi, Iran-Iraq war. You are thinking of generations. There's a guy there called Gaddafi. What is happening? What is happening in South Africa currently? BRICS, BRICS conference. Yeah, BRICS conference. China is giving South Africa 170 million. Wow, for energy. Wow, load shedding will go away. Is that not so? Now, by the way, if we use Chinese money to generate energy, you should know that the power will be fake, ne? And it will not, it will not, it will last. Next one, next one, next one. We close in 10 minutes. Next one. Use windows in your preaching, all right? Like I said, windows. It helps people to see into what you are seeing. Use examples to explain your point. Amen. Amen. So, that's why you need to meditate on what you are coming to teach. So that the appropriate windows will come to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. A window is an illustration. It's like a story. An example that tells you, explains what you are trying to say. Because if you just give it to the people raw like that, they won't understand. Amen. Amen. Next one. Laughter. Yeah, make, make, the, make, make, make it likable. Give the people a chance to laugh. Okay. Laughter makes people relax. Humor makes people relax. Or else everybody is there, stiff. Do you get it? Stiff. It makes people relax. It makes people interested. You see, when I told you E is equal to MC squared, where E is energy, M is milk, and C is coffee, you all became happy at once. Yeah. Do you get it? That's why when you drink coffee, you get in the morning. You see, energy comes. (laughs) Sit down. It's a Wednesday. Sit down. It's a Wednesday. So, laughter. Okay. Also, your service, your teaching will be boring. Boring when the people are saying they are so bored. Yeah. They'll be so bored, though. They can't even follow what. But when people come, they should have a good experience. They should enjoy the, the teaching. That, and I'm saying that they can enjoy the teaching when you, even if there are two of them in a meeting, they can, you can teach them in such a way that they will enjoy it. Yeah. So if you don't know, like a pastor friend of mine, look. If you are looking for the most dry person in terms of humor that I know is him. 
So he look, he watches as if you take like Joel Austin. Before Joel Austin preaches, every day he'll tell one story before he starts the preaching. Uh-huh. So he started to listen to Joel Austin's stories. Different, different stories. Listen to this one, listen to that. So when he's come, when he's preaching, when as soon as the thing enters one, he remembers a story that can work. When he fires the story, my God. It's too powerful. So learn. Yeah, learn. So that you can add there. If you like, go home and Google Christian jokes. You'll find a lot of them. You see, some of you are not, it doesn't come naturally. Do you see? You pass for a traffic cop. Uh, you are always serious. A principal. You are always, I know, but learn it. And I'm saying, Google, you see, short, short jokes, simple jokes. Some of you, it comes to you naturally. Do you get you? Some of you don't need a joke to make people laugh. No, I'm not saying what Pastor MC said, though. Pastor MC is the one saying what he's saying that you don't need a joke because you are the joke. No. That's not what I'm I'm saying that some of you don't need a joke. A joke, like a, a story or something, but you know how to make whatever you are saying funny. That's what I was going to say. He don't please. I mean, please. I dissociate myself from. Amen. Say many. So make them laugh. It will make them more interested, and it will keep them awake. Amen. And you make your service lively. Next one. Listen. Soaking preaching. Yeah, soaking preaching. A lot of it. Soak it in. Soak it in. Like I said, listen. It makes you develop your style. It makes you know what to say. All these things. Listen. So soaking. And it makes the spirit enter into you. Ezekiel 2, 2 says, and the spirit entered into me as he spake unto me. So when they, you are listening to preaching, a spirit also goes into you, which is the anointing, not an evil spirit, a good spirit. Hallelujah. So listen, so you can develop yourself. The more you listen, the more you can teach. The more you listen, the more you can teach. The more you listen, the more you can teach. Amen. Next one. You need an anointing to teach. So catch a teaching anointing. Pray for it. Reach out for it. Catch a teaching. Look at a good teacher and believe God to catch the teaching anointing from the person. Some of you are waiting till you get the microphone. Then you can say, now I have to learn to teach. No, now is the time. Now is the time. Now, when you teach without a microphone, that's the time <clears throat> to reach out to catch an anointing. Amen. Next one. Title your sermon well. Title it appropriately. Title it well. Why is that important? You see, throughout the preaching, you are trying to justify your title. So if you come and you, are, you want to preach, teach, to, teach them about teaching, and you come and give a different title, which is not appropriate, you spend about half of the time trying to bring, navigating your way through a maze to get to what you are trying to teach. 
Do you see it? So if you, if you come and you, you, you say, oh, today I'm teaching you how to be a strong Christian. Your teaching is going to strength, things that bring strength. Do you see? But if it's appropriate, you just go there. But if you give a strange title, sometimes we think we want to give a title to make what we are coming to teach more powerful. It's like when you hear the, the, the title. Do you get it? When you hear the title, wow, it's very powerful. Do you see? What a revelation. Yeah. Today I want to teach you about the seven wonders of the new world. Wow, there's a new world. I come to teach us about China. <laughs> do, do you get it? Yeah. Do you remember the story of a guy who went, was going to write an exam? And he had studied about beds. And when he got to the exam, they asked him about trees. Life science. They asked him about trees. So when he saw the plants, eh? Good. Yeah, plants and trees, no problem. So when he got, he saw the question, he saw that his, his question had not come. So he started to answer. He said, A tree is a living thing, eh? Yeah. Which birds come to land on? So at this juncture, one may ask, what is a bed? <laughs> yeah. Then he started to answer his own question, which he has set in the exam. Yeah, he, he wrote how many pages? Five pages. Yeah, front and back. Five pages of, of, on beds. Do you get it? So I'm sure I'm sure that it was a good way to fail the exam because at least at the exam everybody's busy writing. You know some exams when when you are there you can see those who will fail just because they are not busy. When you look at the way the exam is loaded and they are not busy, most definitely they will fail. Uh-huh. But this guy he didn't want to just fail and go. So he said, what is, one, at this point, one, and he's very con- convinced that even the lecturer wants to know what a bed is. So let me help everybody. So at this juncture, one may ask, what is a bed? And then we just go. Yeah, at least he should get something for effort. Now, if you don't title your preaching properly, your message properly, this is what will happen. You, you'll be saying, you'll be an Addis Jancha preacher. Because you'll be asking, ask at this particular point, I believe one of you wants to know what is a bed. <laughs> okay. So tight end. Because our, we teach a lot from our books, our material, we have material that cover almost every subject you can think about in the ministry. So go to the material, find what you are trying to teach in the material, and give it exactly the title of what it is. So if the chapter is, 
um, how to develop your teaching and preaching skills. Call it how to develop so that you stay with the how. You, don't, you can't just stay preaching and teaching then. You'll be going into town on unnecessary things. Stay with what is there. Amen. I'm doing a study on backsliding. Do you see it? And it's like, when you come, call it what it, the evils of backsliding. So then, what evils happen when you backslide? When you just told number one, this happened. Look, have it this way that when you give out the title of the message, you can just go number one, number two, number three, number four. It helps you to stay orderly. And it helps you to stay with what you have, the title you have given. Amen. I mean, we, went, we, saw, we saw somebody's camp banner. And the theme of the camp was triple blast. Triple blast, where are we going? Are we going to Ukraine? Are we, where are we going? You don't even know what, where we are going. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, so title it well. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try. Look, the most impressive thing about your teaching is the people understanding what you are teaching. Not these fantastic jargons and sayings. The message is called. No, no, no. Next point. Two minutes more. Preach with authority and confidence. Bible says Jesus preached. They say he doesn't preach like the scribes. But he preaches as one with confidence and authority. Amen. Amen. Preach with, be sure of yours. That's why you need to study. So that when you are preaching, it's not like you are second guessing yourself. Like what you are saying, you yourself, you are not sure of what you are saying. Because the people you are teaching can intimidate you with their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can intimidate you with their face. They can have a look on their face that makes you feel that, hey, I mean, sometimes even when you are preaching, church members can look at you in a way to tell you that it's time to close. Yeah, time is up. Oh, yeah, they look at you in such a way that you will close. So when you are not sure of what you are, they look at you and wonder what's the question that they want to ask you. Do, you. do you get it? So Prepare well so that when you come, you, you are confident of what you are saying. You have authority. When you talk, it's like you are sure. Because, I mean, let's be serious. I have done a Bible study on what I'm coming to teach you. You have not studied anything on it. How can you now be correcting me from there? Go, at least go and do your homework first. Are, are you understand? That's the feeling you should have when you are teaching. At least, I don't know everything in the Bible. But this particular thing that I'm teaching you today, I know it. You see, I know it for today. You, you just heard of it now when I started to teach you. Do you see? So what are you challenging me about? At least first, go and do your homework. And be sure of what you want to challenge me on. Then you come and challenge. That's the feeling you should have when you are teaching. But you can only have that feeling when you have studied. But if you have not studied... If you have not studied, the people who are listening to you, even you are not the one they are arguing with. As she's sitting down listening to the people, she has just remembered something that happened at work. Do you see that? Or even you made an example that made her mind straight to work. Then she remembers something she should have told her boss. Then it reflects on her face. You think you take it that they are arguing, what you are saying is not true, so then you'll be changing it. Then you'll be changing it. 
So study so that you can come, you are confident. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that doesn't need to be frightened when he's sharing the word of God. Number next one. Prepare extensively to preach. Prepare. That's number what? 25. Okay. Prepare. When you are coming to preach, prepare. Prepare extensively. Don't just wake up and you just woke up, then it's time to preach, then you take something, then you come. No. Prepare. I'm pre- I'm, I said I'm studying something on backsliding. I don't even know when I'm going to preach it. But I'm studying it. I'm writing notes down. I'm writing this. Prepare. It takes time. Preparation for preaching, prayer is needed. Studying is needed. Do you, do you get meditation is even needed? Yeah, the more you meditate on the thing, the richer your understanding of it comes. So prepare extensively. Don't just, don't take what you are going to preach for granted. Don't, don't take it that you know it already. Amen. Don't come, oh, I know it already. You'll be shocked that day you, when you come, you will look unprepared. You see the scriptures you thought were there, you will not be there. You, be, you come, you just say, Zechariah 6 4. Turn to Zechariah 6 4. It says it's not by power, neither is it by might. And please turn to Zechariah 6 4. The, uh, media, please hurry up. Turn to Zechariah chapter 6, verse 4. Look, I said chapter 6, verse 4. Please turn to it. Let me show you the, what the revelation the Lord is saying. Then they have brought it there. You have shouted at them. Then they have brought it there. Then I answered and said unto the angel that talked unto me, What are what are these? My, what, what, what are these? What are these? What, what are these? Go to the next verse. Let's see what is in the next verse. The angel answered unto you and said, There are four spirits in heaven which go forth from. No, no, no. Go to verse 3. It's the verse before. It's the verse before. And the third chariot with white horses. Ah, look, media, you have to be serious. What is this that you are doing? Don't you know your job? Change the version. Change the version. You will be causing all these confusions for nothing. Meanwhile, if you were prepared, you would have known that it's Zechariah 4, verse 6 you are looking for. Sometimes we all forget, but when you are prepared, a little juggling of your mind, you remember. So, uh-huh. so when they give you this one, say, eh, that's what I said in the beginning. Well, that's not what you said. I said four, six. Now you have put six, four. These are these media people who don't prepare. They come and they are just sabotaging the preaching. They want to spoil a nice preaching. Go and point the media person. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Save yourself. Save yourself this embarrassment. Prepare extensively. Amen. Amen. 27, 26. Introduce your message as something important. Amen. Introduce your message as something important. If you take it seriously, they will take it seriously. 28. 27, learn to preach in series. Okay? When you preach in series, people always, just like the way we watch series. You know, prophets started series before they realized that series can be movies. 
you see it. <laughs> because this book is over 25 years old. Before series became popular. Because when you watch the series, when you, you, you tell yourself, sometimes you tell yourself, this is the last episode I'm watching. It's the last one. I have to sleep and go to work. Or I have to study. Then they do the episode. Even in the middle of the episode, we are so convinced that this is the last one. Then getting to the end, they end in a type of way. When they end, you say, wow. What is going to happen to this person? You need to come back and watch the next episode. Just a few minutes, the beginning. Let me just watch the beginning of season two, episode four. Just the beginning. Even sometimes the season finale, or if you, let's talk of the episode first. So let me just, then when they start the next episode, you will think they will start from the question you want them to answer. They won't start, they'll go somewhere else. By the time you realize they've hooked you into that episode, then when your answer comes, you say, oh, it's just left with 10 minutes, so let me just finish it. Then they'll leave you at that place again. It makes you keep coming back for more. It makes you keep... So when you teach in series, your members want to come and hear what happened next. Is this person in season two? Yeah. Sometimes you see they do that, then they shoot somebody at the very end. Somebody that you love. Will he survive? It's in the next season. Next one, 28. End your message well. All right? Drive the message home and end it well. Don't leave the people confused. End with what, what, what is supposed to be done. So let's do this. So this is what you should do. End it well. Amen. Bring it to a logical conclusion. Don't leave them confused. Amen. And 29. Do altar call for salvation. That's the final point. So I want us all to go through these points and let the points guide us as we, 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 we develop our preaching and teaching ministries as shepherds. Everybody here must become a teacher. Paul said, at the time when you are supposed to be teachers, you still have need that somebody teach you the founding principles of the oracles of God. So God expects you to become a teacher at a certain point. You can't always be a baby that every day they are teaching you. And a shepherd must be a teacher. Amen. So develop yourself. Develop yourself also by just teaching. Amen. By just teaching. Each time you teach, you get better. Each time you teach, you get better. Each, each teaching is a practice. I was in a meeting one day with Prophet and some pastors. And Prophet was telling us that everybody's ministry has faces. There are four faces to ministry. Jerusalem, Judea, you remember that thing, Acts 1.8. Good. So it's like, and a lot of what we are doing currently is just training. Maybe your real ministry is even just five years. But you may spend maybe 50 years training. Yeah. Everything, look, I won't be surprised that everything I'm doing here is a training. And I've been doing this by the grace of God for at least 20 years. Yeah, for at least 20 years. 
But it could just be training. 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 So the final, the real task that God gave you comes. And then you do it. So don't take each opportunity for granted. I have, I have thought before, you know, one day I went, let me give two experiences, then I close. One day, they, they asked me to come and teach somewhere. When I got there, it was the days of the old ragged cross, the Bible. Yeah. And my notes. As soon as I started, in fact, no, the first one, I went to teach. It was in the afternoon. They gave me, I think, 25 minutes. In five minutes, like when I finished preaching, five minutes was gone. And I had 20 minutes left. So I started the preaching again. Because I told myself they didn't hear what I was saying. So I went through it. And usually when you are going through the second time, the preaching moves quicker. Because you can't say everything again like that. Look, by the time I finish everything, we are like 10 minutes. Now we have about 15 minutes to spare. So the leader of the group, he had mercy on me. Then he came to rescue me. And said, so let us pray. And then we prayed. But I was learning. I was learning. I, I, I preached somewhere also. As soon as I got there to preach, as soon as they invited me to preach, the, the power went off. I mean, when I was standing behind the pulpit, the electricity went off. Yeah. But it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. I went somewhere to preach, and I was coming to preach. To, that this one was a convention. And <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> and what I had come to preach as a, a, a message entitled, I think, How to Enter into Your Blessing. Or how to attract the blessing of God. Something like that. Powerful. So I came. I sat down with the pastor. Then they welcome, I think, they are soloists or something. Praise and worship. Something. Or the pastor was the one coming to introduce me. But it was like they wanted to sing a song before they start. Then they, they started. Open up the sky, fall down like rain. We don't want blessing, we want you. Open up the, and the whole church fall down like fire. We don't want anything but and the whole church was singing. You could feel the energy in the church. And I'm sitting there and I'm next. Hey! I was wondering, did the pastor invite me to disgrace me? <laughs> Look, I said the title of my message is How to Attract God's Blessing or How to Come into God's Blessing. I'm coming to preach about blessings. And the people are telling me that we don't want blessings. We want you. Open up the... Hey! 
Look. Bavetu, I was really hot. <laughs> Yeah, I was hot. I was hot. I help even were you there for that convention? You were not. Yeah, I was hot. No, it was not easy for me, and I'm there for three days. It's not like a once-off that I can pull one of my old messages and just share and go. I'm there for it's day one. Day one. Yeah. I'm sure you want to know what I did. Come next week, I'll tell you. Stand to your feet. Let's bring it to an end. <laughs> the answer is in season two. Come for season two, and I'll tell you. Open up the sky, fall down like rain. We don't want blessings. We want. Please find the right key for me. Open up the sky, fall down like fire. We don't want anything but you. Is that the right key? Open up the sky. Yes. Fall down like a rain. We don't want blessings. We want you. Open up the sky. Fall down like fire. We don't want anything but you. Ah, you don't know the song. Open up the sky. Oh, you are waiting for the key. I want to hear everybody singing. to regular teachers of God in the name of Jesus. Help everybody here. Help us. Holy Spirit, help us as we read. Help us as we study. Help us as we pray. Help us as we watch. Help us as we listen to preaching law. And develop us. Develop us into great teachers of your in the name of Jesus. Make feeding shepherds out of us in the mighty name. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.
you are here tonight, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to start a relationship with Jesus. I want Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to turn around and turn my attention to Jesus. I want to invite him into my heart. Tonight you are here like that. I just want you to lift up your right hand. You are watching me online. I want you to just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you quickly to invite Jesus into your heart. To come into your life. Be your Lord and be your Savior. Lift up your hand. I'll pray with you. I'll lift, your hand. lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Please come to me in the front. I'll just pray with you quickly. Come to me. Come to me. Just come. And come, Noma, come with him. It's a very important and a good prayer. Let's pray it together. I think you can be down. Let's just pray. All of you help us to pray this prayer. Say with my brother, say with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe you died for me and you rose again. I confess that from today, you, Jesus, are the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for me. I will save you for the rest of my life. Satan, from today, I belong to Jesus. I don't belong to you anymore. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Father, thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. What's your name, bro? Becky. Nice to meet you, Becky. God bless you. Put your hands together. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.